You're listening to Andover Airwaves, which is produced by Andover Public Schools in Andover, Kansas. Hello and welcome to another episode of Andover Airwaves, your podcast about all things Andover Public Schools. I'm your host, Terry Rombeck. National Therapy Animal Day is April 30th, and we are grateful to have some great therapy dogs in our district. In this episode, we'll talk to the handlers of two of those dogs about the training process to become a therapy dog and the benefits the dogs bring to our schools. And to do that, we're joined by Brooke Holcomb, who's the counselor at Meadowlark Elementary School and the owner and handler of Lola, who is an eight-year-old golden doodle. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And also with us today is Laura Scaglioni, who's the assistant principal at Andover High School. Charlie, who's a one-and-a-half-year-old golden retriever, is her therapy dog. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. You bet. So let's start with the why first. Um, why do we have therapy dogs in our schools? What benefit do they bring? Mrs. Holcomb, you want to start with that one? Sure. Um, I think when I kind of started like looking into therapy dogs and researching it and seeing all the benefits, it kind of was a no-brainer for me. Um, I want to do everything I can to help support kids. And what we see with therapy dogs is they really help support the social emotional needs of students. Um, they help build relationships, help build students' confidence. Um, they help provide comfort for our students. And currently, our students are dealing with a lot of anxiety. And so they're very good at helping kind of alleviate some of that anxiety. So I think just providing that extra support that, you know, while I want to be that person, they can kind of do it naturally. Right. You add anything to that? Um, absolutely. All the same reasons. I think uh, for me, having Charlie at the high school, uh, students don't necessarily, when they walk into school, want to greet me every day, but they sure do want to greet Charlie <laughs> and pet a dog and start their day off with a smile. So it's, it's definitely that calming effect that uh, the dogs have on the students. And it's just a great way to start a day. I know when I'm out and both of you guys' schools, I mean, those are two of the chillest dogs I've ever seen. I've been around. They're just like relaxed. And obviously, school is kind of a chaotic place sometimes with a lot of kids and noise. And um, it's just, I'm always just like, I'm really impressed with how relaxing they can be. So I've definitely seen that. For sure. And I think also, like, just like you said, with the calming and the happy thing, like we walk in the halls and the kids say hi to Lola way more than they talk to me. So it is like she is like the number one staff member in the building. She is the favorite by all. So I, I agree with that. Uh, I think for my first month, my first month at Andover High, the students didn't know if I was the assistant principal or just Charlie's mom <laughs> and there to walk Charlie around the building. So you OK with that? Either one is fine. <laughs> So I know there's a, a pretty involved process to get to the point where, at least mostly, my understanding anyway, to get to the therapy dog stage. What's maybe what what path did you guys take? And maybe what's the typical path if your path wasn't wasn't typical, I guess. So my path was not typical. Lola's a little bit older and um, she has just been a really good, relaxed, chill dog. And so I thought, well, you know, most people I think start when they're young with the trainings and stuff. And so we went kind of the opposite path where we figured kind of her personality out and figured that she was a great match for being a therapy dog. And then did the licensure and the testing and all those kind of things. Um, I think most people kind of do the puppy and training and go from there and then get the licensure. Um, but she just, is, I think she's just a natural. And so it wasn't a hard process for us. Yeah. Uh, since we started Charlie off as a puppy, um, we've done a lot of obedience training with him um, and we're still working on getting the therapy certification because we are working on some of those trainings and behaviors since he's one and a half. Um, but he's very much so a natural. He 
and his personality is perfect for it as well. But lots of obedience training and lots of um, redirection on fixing those behaviors and teaching him what to do. What's a typical day like for your for your dogs in school? So for Charlie, a typical day, we usually start the morning pretty early. Um, we get there and there's always students in the cafeteria who are waiting for us to come. And he has his certain people that he goes and gets pets from. Um, we go outside uh, about 7.40 a.m. and then it's the mad rush of students into the high school that are, you know, he's there to get his morning pets from them and to be greeted. Um, and then it just depends on the day. Sometimes he does go and hang out in specific teachers' classrooms that understand, you know, like what Charlie's purpose is. Um, he does love to go into one of our history teachers. She also teaches psychology and she uses Charlie to demonstrate some of those um, Pavlovian dog experiments where, hmm. you know, like she's taught him where a certain thing is. And whenever he goes into her classroom, does he go back to that spot every time? Um, then otherwise, um, you know, if a student's in need, he does work with a couple of very specific students who do utilize him as a support dog when they're having an anxiety attack or a panic attack. He does go and assist them. Um, so we are kind of out and about all day long and then I'll get a text and we go to where we need to go. That's cool. How about for Lola? Um, so I said Lola's day is pretty similar to that. So um, depending on what the morning looks like for us, she's always at um, car duty greeting the kids that come in. And that's kind of a highlight for the kids and for Lola. Um, she loves her extra love then. Um, with me going into classrooms and teaching lessons every week, um, she comes to classes with me. And so every class gets to spend time with her every week. Um, and it's always, you know, a her uh, little huddle around uh, Lola coming in. Then she kind of knows and chills out and goes and lays down while we do our lesson. And then they always get to say goodbye to her and give her a pet on the way out the door. Um, as far as like working with individual students, um, she works a lot with some of our special needs students that um, just kind of have the extra, need a little extra support. And so she provides, um, she provides that support for them. Um, she's kind of a bright light in their day. Um, situations like maybe a student who's upset and doesn't want to go to class she's a great tool for that because if i just say hey do you want to work with lola to class i mean 99.9 percent .9 of the time it's a yes and they're often ready to settle into their day um so i think it's just that constant like uh, presence and honestly the staff love her just as much as the kids love her she provides a great just kind of brings the morale up here and everybody you know enjoys um spending time with her she does like to sneak to the teacher's lounge because we have a couple parents who love to give her a little treat every time. <laughs> and so she's almost trained like, oh, what time is it? I heard that voice. I got to go see my friend now. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, she's, she does a lot with the kids all day long. So it sounds like there's kind of two levels. I mean, she's there to help bring a smile to really anybody's face or he for that matter. But then also more intentional in terms of like this kid needs this dog like in this moment mm -hmm. absolutely um just an example this week we had a little kindergartner who was just was not going to go to class was upset was um just kind of struggling to get there and as soon as i came by and said hey lola wants to walk to class with you do you want to go i mean three seconds and off to class smiling and ready to go so um one of the staff members said well she didn't pay today so um it's it's just a very it's a great tool for the kids how about the high school in terms of staff? What, what do you hear and, and what, what do you observe, I guess, when the staff are interacting with Charlie? Uh, the staff love Charlie. Um, I have teachers who ask to have Charlie in their classrooms quite often, um, and they, they love seeing him around. And, and it's the same. The same is true. We do have some um, high needs kids that, that do have some emotional 
um, issues that do need extra support. And so they, they're happy to have Charlie come down and just be able to help that kid calm down quickly. Um, and then I usually just leave him in the class with that student and they are able to stay in the classroom and do what they need to do. Um, he's also great in a resource classroom at the high school. Um, sometimes when the kids are all kind of antsy and angsty, when Charlie comes in, they settle down, they know not to be so crazy and loud. And that just helps that morale in that classroom. So that classroom can keep going and doing what they need to do. So, yeah, I would imagine from you guys' perspective, having, I mean, you both have stressful jobs for sure. We all all do to a certain level, but having your own dog nearby probably helps you in your own own ways too, right? For sure. And there's days like when she'll have to go to the groomer or something like that. And my natural like instinct is like, come on, Lola, let's do that. You know what I mean? And just like, it's like, where is she? Because I get so used to just her being by my side. Um, and she just is such a, yeah, a big presence in, in my life and in, in everybody's life here. So, yeah. I agree. I think for me personally, it's great when I'm doing um, discipline issues. Charlie's in my office. Um, it's not, it, it just helps bring that situation pretty pretty easy and calm because they're petting the dog while I'm talking to them about whatever's going on. And it, and it works for me too, because sometimes he's sitting by me and I'm petting the dog while I'm talking to the student um, and having those tough conversations. So for sure. For sure. So we're, we're talking about dogs in the kind of the school setting, but I'm assuming there are other settings that where therapy animals are, are contributing. Can you shed a little light on, on what that looks like and some other, other places, I guess? I think um, I know for us when we got licensed for with Lola, she um, had to be exposed and have uh, her observations in like the medical setting. So like nursing homes, um, hospitals, those kind of things where there's like expectations to be around equipment and stuff like that where they don't panic. Um, so I know that's a, a large place is like in the medical situation, medical uh, environments. Mm-hmm. Um I know that there's opportunities just for um, volunteering and doing just like kid kid events and stuff like that. So I think it just kind of depends. I know like with um, also providing support like in military situations and stuff. So I think anything that would provide uh, has like more of a um, high stress or a emotional tax on people, they're um, welcomed and, and helpful in those situations. I agree. Big family functions. Always, always, uh, Charlie is always welcome at the big family function. That's cool. And what types of, are there certain types of dogs that typically uh, make better therapy animals? Um, I don't think so. I think there's a, I mean, a wide variety of breeds that are therapy dogs. Um, and I think it just kind of, whatever works for the handler and the handler's preference of dog and then just going through that process. I'm sure there are other types that are maybe more hyper than others, but as long as they're trained and they have the, the licensure and they you know, pass the test, then I think any type of dog is acceptable. Yeah, I think, you know, you want to look for that dog who's calm in stressful situations. So a lot of it has to do with the temperament of the dog as well. Um, and it's always a neat experience when Charlie gets exposed to a new facet of being in a high school, whether it's a pep assembly or the band or the drums or um, lunch. Um, it's always neat to see how he reacts to those things. Are there certain moments that he seems to enjoy more than others? Can you tell? Yes. He loves band. He loves the music. He loves theater. He is a frequent flyer in uh, the theater classes. The kids all love having him. And this morning we were watching the the divers in the pool, and he was so fascinated watching the divers. He wanted to join them. But 
Um, he absolutely just sat and just watched and just kind of did it, moved his head when they jumped in and just loved it. Huh, interesting. How about Lola? Can you tell I would say, I mean, Lola loves more of the calm situation. Uh -huh. So she loves the classroom with the kids. She loves the hallway with the kids. And I feel like she loves kind of that one-on-one -on -one time. She is, she does, we do um, a variety of our pep assemblies. Some are virtual and then some are in person. And so the in-person one, she's always part of. And um, just a couple like funny situations are we had an ugly um, Christmas sweater contest and um, the kids got a like it was staff and she wore one and the kids voted and she won by far by that's noise. Not even, that's not even fair. I know there's no competition with Lola <laughs> so I just I think they um, she just kind of is every every cheers for her. Everyone wants her to be successful and be part of everything so she's involved in our spirit days and she dresses up every spirit day that we have and that's a highlight for the kids for sure. When we do our kindness week she kind of is it's around her birthday so we make it kind of a Lola theme kindness week and um, donate to the Humane Society in her honor and um, make our days kind of revolve around her and have a birthday party. So she kind of just brings a bunch of energy, fun um, activities that the kids look forward to um, on top of that comfort. So I'll ask one final question for both of you. What's the most rewarding part about having a therapy dog in school? Um, for me, it's when I see the success of something that maybe I can help with, but her effectiveness in calming a student or her effectiveness of getting a kid um, where they need to be without being upset um, and me just kind of being the support in that situation is probably the most rewarding. And I just seeing the smiles that she brings to everybody's face, staff and students. I mean, she is a highlight for everybody's day. I couldn't agree more. Just seeing the joy on student and staff's faces when they see Charlie randomly in the hallway or the student comes up and Oh, Charlie, I just needed to see you right now. That just made my day. And, and when he is able to go into a situation and help that student get to where they need to go next, um, it's just wonderful to see that in action. Yeah, they're good staff members to have around for sure. For sure. I want to thank both of you for being on Andover Airwaves. We've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, that was Brooke Holcomb, counselor at Meadowlark Elementary, and Laura Scaglioni, the assistant principal at Andover High School, talking about their therapy dogs, Lola and Charlie. Again, National Therapy Animal Day is April 30th, in case you need to get some extra pets in that day. Thanks for listening to Andover Airwaves. If you have a topic you'd like us to explore, please email us at info at usd385.org. Again, that's info at usd385.org. Hope you have a great day.